Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So you know what's funny? I don't mm. know if anything we do right now is going to compare to the stuff that we were just talking about off air. I know. Like, it's we, always like we, that. We set high standards for ourselves right now with the stuff that no one will ever hear. And then we go to talk and it's like, what are words? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good about I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. <laughs> As a writer, that's like literally I saw a meme, it was the best thing ever, and it was like, um, develop the best dialogue while in the shower. Uh, dream about this perfect setting while driving to work. Imagine your character arcs and growth. You sit down in front of the computer and it is what are words. <laughs> I did that. I was, um, so my, my next blog is going to be about my dog. For okay. anybody who doesn't know, um, I have a service animal. I started having like these gnarly night terrors, like post stroke. And my dog stops them from happening because she's a rock star. And so I, in my head, I have like this whole amazing, oh, I'm going to start it like this. And it's going to be great. And I have all this stuff to say. And then I sat down in front of my computer and I'm like, I don't know how to start. It's like high dot dot dot. Yeah, exactly. I do what you do like in, in uh, high school. She is very, 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 very good. Cool. That's like 10 words right there. <laughs> and just take all like the periods and change them to size 14. <laughs> margins inch and a half it's just like half a paragraph but it fills up the page you got it you know i was right now i was it, that reminded me there was an anime I oh, i'm thinking God. junior high high school so like let's get back to no, lauren's no, no, no. Wait, wait, nerdum wait. if my friend jasmine is listening or jazzy uh the anime the character said Himitsu this. seriously yeah i don't remember <laughs> which character this is it's an anime it's like way back from the early 2000s are you sure you don't remember because so, it's in a different language in anime so uh i don't remember what anime this was 
but it has something to do like wait is this a is this a concussion don't remember or don't remember because no, it's like, so obscure like straight up this was so, it's not obscure it was a really popular anime. oh okay no it's very obscure not if you were in the anime world cool i'm not one of those seven people uh, uh, what <laughs> If anyone listen, if anyone's an anime fan, I apologize for the troglodyte that is sitting next to me. Troglodyte! Oh my gosh! I've I was called, watching Lost World the other I've been, night. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been called a lot of things. I think this is the first time I've ever been called a troglodyte. Do you even know what it is? I don't. Okay, we'll have to get you a dictionary. Okay. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get into welcome back. Yo, well, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> we're gonna get a, uh, get into um, reverting. Not yeah. that kind of reverting, but uh, you know, fear of reverting. Yeah, we're so today's episode is inspired by life experiences. Yes, um, and any survivor of any sort of brain injury and or trauma knows that not only is the fear of having a setback stumbling backwards or reverting to a less than desirable place is a legitimate fear and or reality. Yeah. Like it happens in recovery. Like it's not just, oh, I'm scared of falling back. It's like, no, 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 no. It actually happens. Yeah, no, it's it's going to happen. It's it's how you deal with that, you know? And when it first happened to me, I thought I was doing great. I thought I was, oh man, I'm on, I'm on my way back. When it first happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nonstop since. <laughs> Um, I, I was I, I just felt horrible. I was like, man, I've come so far and I've made so many strides to like get back to what I felt was like me, like old Joe. Um, and and every time like I had like a little bit of a hiccup, it was so defeating. And I was so afraid of just, oh, is, is that it? Am I just am I reverting all am I reverting all the way back? Do I have to start over? Uh, yeah. So it's really, really difficult to like stay positive and move forward when you feel like. Is this just the new normal? Right. Or you have that overwhelming cloud of fear kind of hanging in the back of your mind saying, how long is this going to last? Like, how long can you keep going in a forward trajectory before like, kabam, here's reality. Right. So I'm not the most patient human being in the world. No, you're not. (laughs) I wonder why I had such high blood pressure. (laughs) That almost killed me. Um, so it, like, I don't, I always want to move forward. Like ever since like, you know, like post stroke, all I want to do is improve. I don't even want to tread water and stay still. Of course, I don't want to revert and fall back. Like all I want to do is constantly move forward. So when there's a little hiccup, it's devastating. Yeah. Because you don't want to doggy paddle. You just want to be sprinting away. No. And uh, speaking of doggy paddle, that's the only way I know how to swim. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Aww. Somebody asked me, they're like, oh, uh, uh, do you swim well? I was like, well, I can stay afloat. That's how I just I that's how I describe my swimming. I won't drown. I was a competitive swimmer and I played on the boys' water. Is polo there team. anything that you can't do? You're seriously, you're a Renaissance woman. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're a nerd. Yes. You're a super nerd yes. and a geek. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're an amazing dancer. You're an amazing teacher. You're an incredible oh writer. You're an ass kicker. And you swim. Guys, I swear I don't pay him to say this. All right. And make that check out, too. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> Joe, your doggy paddle is so impressive. It, you look like Stella. Oh, thank you so much. Even though she, my dog doesn't like going near water. <laughs> we, we were up in uh, Lake Arrowhead, and she went in like kind of up to like her chest. And she walked down. She's like, nope, not for me. 
I'm gonna go hang out on the beach. She's a self-aware dog. Um. So yeah. So like re- reverting sucks, and I guess um. So I go to therapy too. So that's new. That's awesome. And I really think everybody should go to therapy. <laughs> I think even if you're mentally healthy, be mentally healthier. Yeah. Um, mentally healthy, proactive. You know, like be yeah, proactive exactly. about your mental health. Exactly. Like why not? You Everyone know? has issues. Um. So that's helped me um not beat myself up when Too much. Like, things. Yeah. Exactly. It still happens. I'm I'm like uh, uh the albino in um uh all oh, the Tom Hanks movie with the five and jesus what <laughs> the da vinci code oh <laughs> so, oh that that creepy like library demon thing? yeah who just so happens to be vision in the marvel cinematic universe is it really it him? is paul bettany it's weird you know i was watching legion the other day oh it's... how amazing is legion uh no legion's amazing don't do that not the movie Oh, I was watching the movie. Oh, that movie was terrible. Yeah, but Paul Bettany was pretty cool. I kind of liked his version of Michael. That movie was awful. I love it. Yeah, like it's a good movie to like. Not, it's like a bad movie to like. I I like. Was it the the ice cream man? As he was like, oh, he started. That was crazy. Yeah, but he had like he was like such a worthless villain. Like he just came out for and then died. Oh, do you want to know? I just realized. You know the pregnant chick in Legion that he was like protecting. Yeah. Do you know who that is? No. That's Wonder Woman. From the pilot TV show. Oh, I was like, that's not Gal Gadot. No, it's oh. the and she it's uh, uh, Adrienne Pilecki, mm-hmm, something like that. Mm-hmm. And she she was on Agents of Shield. You're right. You're right. For anybody who watches Agents of Shield, which I used to, I stopped last two seasons. I, don't. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, so she was on Agents of Shield, and she was a uh, mockingbird. Did I tell you my one degree of separation to Agent Coulson? No. Uh, I don't know why my voice went up that way. Do you know but who it his, did. Do you know who his wife is? Yeah. Wait. No. Baby from uh, Dirty Dancing, Jennifer Grey is his <gasps> wife. I've danced, seriously, yeah, and I've danced with Jennifer Grey and talked to her. What? Did you put Baby in a corner? No, she sat next to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, I didn't even know who it was. I went up to her and I'm like, "You look really familiar. Have you taken the class with this teacher or this teacher?" Oh, did you say you look super familiar? Did you have a nose job? Because she no, did, and yeah, she looked no. like a completely different person. But like I was like, what's your name? She goes, Jenny. And I was like, oh, I don't. I was like, you look so familiar. And so she, when she left, I went up to my teacher. I said, why do I know her? I was like, have I taken class with her before? And she's like, have you seen Dirty Dancing? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, that's baby. I was like, oh, oh my god. So that's my one degree of separation Shock to AJ Colson. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I have so Coulson. many one degree of separations. I love this. I have one degree of separation from George Clooney's hand and on ass. my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um in the spirit of reverting, because again, we all have that fear. And I think even people without brain injuries have a fear of some sort of falling back. But I think when you've had a an injury to your actual brain, your noggin, what does everything in your body, right. it's becomes, it's almost like an existential crisis, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like if you can't move forward and you're just falling back, even though that's 100% normal in the recovery, because you can't have... 100% positive moving forward. You have to have stumbling blocks. You have right. to have setbacks in order to progress and get stronger right. and get healthier and better. It's the hardest thing in the world to accept because recovery is nonlinear. However, we are brought up or we have the impression that recovery, like success, is in an upward straight trajectory line, like on a graph, when really it is like the most complicated, wily coyote, roadrunner, <laughs> like topsy-turvy mess right yeah, it's like, like it's like yeah. a, a rube goldberg puzzle <laughs> it's an escher painting <laughs> you know david bowie's gonna pop out of it at some point asking for a baby like i'm like sure you can have the baby but like that's what reality is is that setbacks are part of recovery 
And if, if you're high strung to begin with, yes. right? Like if you came, if you came with high, if you were high strung or had a lot of success issues, or you're just like, hey, I have these standards for myself. When you can't meet them, God, that makes it even more devastating. Right. And I had low standards. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't. I, I still. I, you still have incredible standards. Like my it's, therapist, it's a problem. Why, why are we friends? <laughs> I'm doing community service, guys. (laughs) She's just slumming it every time she hangs out with me. No, my therapist, um, she had to have me reframe everything. How how great is reframing, though? Oh, it is. It is the most liberating thing. So I'm I'm a writer and I pride myself and I'm and I I, this is not immodest to say, but I'm very, very smart. Um, I graduated, uh, you know, top of my class in college and in high school. I was literally number five in high school. Don't judge me. Um. (laughs) So I pride myself on being very articulate and knowing, you know, quote unquote SAT words. You know, (laughs) I love like I was part of the IB program. So if you guys don't know, it's International Baccalaureate. It's like a higher version of AP, but it's a global level. Oh, is that what that was? I thought it was um, teaching the language of Carl Drogo. Of Dothraki? Yes, that's what it kind of sounded like to me. International Baccalaureate sounds like Dothraki. (laughs) Doesn't it? All right, guys. No, it does not. (laughs) All right. But um you know, so where was I going with? This? Oh, when we uh, got the diplomas, we were given. I okay. <laughs> if I haven't cemented my nerdiness, um, no, you, I was, you have. Wait, wait, wait. This is gonna get worse. <laughs> I was gifted my very own oh, Merriam-Webster dictionary, and it had my name on it, like a nameplate, like this property of Lauren Manzano. That is. Yes, I love my dictionary. I it's like my own personal dictionary. Just but don't have just... the words. <laughs> well, so that's what I'm saying. So one of the issues I have that still lingers, I even had the problem yesterday, is I can't think of words. So sometimes I'm I will literally talk myself around the word, but I can't arrive to that specific word I'm looking for. Usually it comes about half hour, maybe a couple hours later, and I'm like, duh, that's the word I was looking for. But it's super frustrating in that moment where, you know, I can speak all these other languages. That's the benefit is they'll come up in another language, but then I have to try and figure out how to define that word back into English, right? (laughs) Which doesn't help. That's so crazy. But so I used to get super down on myself. I used to get super frustrated. I used to blame myself and say I was stupid, right? Like, man, I can't think of the damn word. So what my therapist helped me do was reframe. She says, I have to accept that the new normal is I will not remember words, which is frustrating, right? I feel that. Right? But she says, if you recognize that as the new normal, when you don't remember the word, it's fine. It's just how it is. But when you remember a word, when that happens, that's a plus column. That's a success. Mm. That's a holy shit, I did it, right? Which it's very jarring and it's kind of hard to accept because I'm like, yeah, I remembered a word, right? But then when I'm able to- Don't be condescending with yourself. I know, exactly. So when I can remember that, wait, forgetting words is normal for me now. Not being able to think about it is normal. So when I'm like, oh, I'm searching for this, there's the word, then it's like, hell yeah, I remembered a goddamn word. Right, no, and and I I think that's great. And if you think about it, like how often do you just pat yourself on the back for remembering a word? You don't, right? No, not at all. These are just normal things. So why would you beat yourself up if you didn't remember a word? You know what I mean? Because I'm a masochist. Yeah, I don't know. Because yeah, you're, you're Paul Bettany from the Da Vinci Code. Oh, my God. Self-flagulation. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he had that thing around the, the thigh. And like he would pull it and it would stab in his leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's, it's really weird. It's a version of self-flagellation. Ugh. Yes, I believe that's how you Rare? say it. Rare? Uh, uh, do, do you say he's a premature e-flagulator? Oh, God. <laughs> so this episode really was inspired by Joe. <laughs> 
because um, I received a text message late at night. Yes, I did. Or an, an Instagram post. Um, oh, yeah, because you're the hardest person to get a hold of. Oh, my God. So that's y- part of what I do to help keep myself sane is like if I don't if I get a text message, I don't have to respond to it right away. Like unless it's like I'm dying. Please pick me up. Like I could have been dying. You could have been dying. I don't remember. What I, I don't remember what I texted Exactly. You, so just trust me when I say it did not say I'm dying. <laughs> it did not seem like an emergency. So this is inspired by Joe's having a very close uh, possible fear of setback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. yeah. I was—I had a rough time. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that woke me up. By the way, like I was up the rest of the night. I could not fall asleep. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm so sorry. That's how much I love you. I was oh. half asleep, and I got myself up, searched Tumblr for twenty minutes, searching for this like positive like picture, and then talking him down, and then I couldn't sleep after. I, well, I—I I gotta tell you, it was perfect. It was um, Winter Soldier, and he was meditating, and he was flipping people off. It was awesome. It says inner peace, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like flipping people off. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. You know, like no matter like who's trying to bring you down or what, mm-hmm. don't let them. You know what I mean? And and I kind of felt that way. Yeah, I was. I felt like I was. I was falling backwards, mm-hmm. and I was in like I was. I wasn't in. I was getting close to being in a darker place, yeah. and I just couldn't shake it. And sometimes, you know, like going to therapy and learning to reframe things, I'm able to get past, and I'm able to say, okay, well, this isn't working. But look at all of this other beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to do that. And I could not be more thankful for this renaissance woman to the left of me. Well, you can't see it, but she's to the left of me yeah. right now. And, you know, she she spoke my language and it was perfect. And, and it brought me back. It's just it's really hard sometimes because, like, I feel like I'm doing so good. I feel like I'm just moving forward and I'm being the best version of myself, like even better than pre-stroke show. And when these little hiccups pop up or when there's like this obstacle in the way, when it's something that I can't really overcome, it's very frustrating. And like, it's hard not to just get sucked down into this negative vortex Mm -hmm. of, oh, well, everything is terrible and the world is going to shit and I can't remember anything because I have a broken brain and everybody sucks. Like, it's really, really difficult, you know? And mm-hmm. the air conditioner just kicked on oh, and okay. scared the crap out of both of us. <laughs> the floor was vibrating. <laughs> I really wish you could see her face. Oh my god! Like it was shock and awe, and I was like, "Wait, am I? What is what I'm saying that impactful?" No, not nope. at all. <laughs> nope. It was literally physically jarring. Well, so listening to what you're saying there, you're kind of holding yourself to an impossibly high standard. I've, Being the best version of yourself, what pressure you're putting so, on yourself. So I've been told that from my therapist. Oh, wow. I'm so, so smart. So, <laughs> I've been around the block. So, yeah, it, it's um, well, here, here's the thing. So pre-stroke, I, I didn't live well. I was very depressed. I didn't realize how depressed I was. Mm-hmm. But I was damn near, what, 35 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. Um, I ate like crap. I thought like crap. A success to me was I made it through another day. <laughs> and it, yes, that's a that's a very minimal. Uh, minimal uh, effort. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it took a lot of effort. To, to be that minimal? To, no, just, just <laughs> so I didn't have, um, like growing up the way that I grew up, I didn't really have like, oh, well, this is what I should strive for. This is like, there's amazing things that I can reach for. It was just kind of like, well, you made it through the day, so you won. So, so I kinda, you had those lowest standards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, my standards were just, like, survival. So, mm-hmm. like, if you survived, you won. So now I'm like, oh, there's, like, things called living? Like, mm-hmm. I can really, like, truly live and thrive and, mm-hmm. and excel and grow? This is amazing. So now all I want to do is that. So my my only focus is just being the best version of myself 
and living my my best life, you know, because I actually have a second chance at it. So so much pressure. It's not, though. Do you want to know why it's not? Because I lived 30 plus years of my life in this haze. Right. And I was just I felt like I was just uh, like a, a zombie. Oh, you know what I felt like? I felt like Hawkeye and the Avengers. Oh, when he's being right when he, Loki? where he's just like, oh, I'm just doing these things. I'm on automatic and these are my friends, but I'm going to try to kill. Like, I'm just I'm on, in stuck in this negative place. Like I don't have haze. any control. Yeah. And he said it, too. When when she like knocked him out, he's yeah. like, I just felt like I was in a haze. Yeah. So I felt like that for 30 plus years of my life. And as soon as he stopped being in that haze, the first thing he said is, yeah, let's go get him. You know, like his main focus was all I want to do is, you know, make up for what I did. When okay. I was in the haze. Okay. So I was in a haze. All I want to do now is make up for all that red in my ledger. Oh my <laughs> I didn't go around killing anybody. Um, but I'm glad. I, well, <laughs> only myself through mm-hmm. my habits, through the way that I thought, through the way that I interacted with people, through the way that I ate. Like everything was like very, very self-destructive. Oh, but again, working with my therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, I figured out what it was. Um, I didn't have like a lot of joy. So I, I didn't realize again, like how depressed I really was. Oh yeah. So everything that I did was just for like little tiny patches of joy and happiness. Yeah. For his, like the, like short term, right? Short term. So it's like, you know what makes me really, really happy? The McRib. Oh, so you eat like shit. So like I would eat like happy. shit because it's like, it's packed full of like fat and, and salt it releases endorphins. the endorphins yeah. and like i just felt amazing for like five Little minutes rewards, right? so those that five minutes of pleasure before like the i don't know 90 percent of my day was just like crap hellfire and fury um but like that those five minutes of pleasure were awesome that's why i was in like horrible relationships mm-hmm. like i was in relationships with people that i should not have been re- in relationships with mm-hmm. but there was like certain moments in those relationships where it's just like oh so i dealt with all that horrible for like this moment of like joy and happiness you know what whether it was well, i won't get too deep in it but like whether it was like <laughs> you know, a, a, a hug or a kiss or a handhold or like a beautiful moment that we shared i can deal with like the weeks of just anger oh, yeah. and and frustration and bitterness for like that one moment of joy and then you know now post stroke i'm like i can have those moments every day every right. moment of the day should kind of be that way or that's what i should be looking to have like the majority of your day should be that absolutely yeah. like nothing look life isn't perfect now <laughs> nothing out there is perfect now nothing is but on the flip side nothing is so it's not awful you know it's really it depends on like what you focus on you can focus on, man, you know, global warming mm-hmm. and this orange idiot that's running this country on the ground mm-hmm. and this this little little chubby dude who's going to, like, send out new. Like, you can focus on all this horrible stuff, yeah. but you can't drink the water. Yep. You can't breathe the air. All those things are horrible. Do I re- the, the polar ice caps are melting. <laughs> all these huge It's going to be the problems. day. It's going to be the day after tomorrow. Like, oh, my God. For real. Every day. <laughs> but. It's look, life is beautiful, man. Like it really, really is. And we can focus on those things, but it's a waste of time. It Mm -hmm. really is. Why not focus on how beautiful this world is? The Mm -hmm. amazing things that we can accomplish as individuals and even better as a people, like as a group. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the friendships that we could, like, uh, create, the mm-hmm. the relationships that we can cultivate, the the successes that we can have as individuals and as a collective. Life is beautiful. And that's what I want to focus on. So I never did that before, but I'm doing it now, you know, mm-hmm. and it's helping me on, on my journey through, like, growth and, and being the, the best version of myself, you know? Yeah, definitely. So anytime there's, like, a little hiccup, and I, I feel horrible. I'm like, no, I don't want to go back to that. And it's it's really it's exhausting to, like just get stuck in that negative vortex. Yes. Like I'm, I get so negative 
trying not to be negative. Exactly. It, it doesn't make any sense. extra unneeded stress. Yeah. And it just makes it worse. And then everything piles on top of each other. And like you're saying, that negative vortex. Then suddenly you wake up and you stub your toe. Oh, exactly. Right? <laughs> and then your, your, your bank account might get overdrawn on accident because someone stole your pen. And then... Because, uh, you know, the I, you know everything happens in threes, right? So then you're going to go to your car and you're late to work already and you have no gas. Like, yeah. literally, it all starts to happen. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen it happen to other people. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to actually visually see it, you know? It's wow, amazing, isn't it? That person's, like, really, really, really angry about something. And then they'll get a phone call and be even angrier. Yep. And then they'll fall down and drop something and break something. Yep. And then they're even angrier. Yeah, they went their coffee. Right. <laughs> After, okay, I do love karma when it does that, when, like, someone's pissed on the phone they're in line at the coffee shop they're on their phone they're yelling at someone on the phone they're rude to the barista right i'm an ex-barista from a like a hipster third wave science coffee shop right not Starbucks. (laughs) how do you make Um, serving coffee nerdy oh it is so nerdy there's (laughs) there is a nerdiness to coffee don't even get me started um and then they get their coffee and it's almost satisfying and i feel guilty i'm like yeah um because i've seen it happen when they drop their goddamn coffee it's like yes it's karmic retribution. Karmic retribution. Yeah. So, well, anybody out there, if you're having a bad day, don't suck other people down into your bad day. I know misery <laughs> loves company, but don't ruin other people's days. Yeah, don't. Because then it's it just it spirals, and then we end up in war somehow. Yeah. From like somebody just having a bad phone call and dropping their coffee, and now we're in the Middle East. It's, it's a crazy. Butterfly effect. It, it is. It's like the Marvel universe is all connected. <laughs> so, <laughs> wrapping this to nerdy stuff. So we chose. Two characters from different fandoms, different uh, realms of the nerd empire, right? A uh, nerd universe um, that are very similar that struggle with the same feeling of either reverting to a previous form, evil form, um, a non heroic form, or struggling with a temptation to fall into that dark side. No, we're not talking about Star Wars today. Um, <laughs> and I tried to keep as much Marvel out because we're talking so much Marvel. So I, I challenge. I'm a Marvel fanboy. I know. And I was trying to challenge Joe. I'm like, get obscure. And he did it. I got super obscure. And she's I couldn't like, Who pull the heck is that? I couldn't pull him out of Marvel completely. Nope. I will not be giving you Marvel, even though I would love to. We talked about Loki last time, so we're not going to talk about Loki. <laughs> we um, talk about Loki all the time. I know. <laughs> okay, so who wants to go first? So, uh, oh, my, my first. His obscure. Uh, uh, no, no, my non obscure. Oh, my non obscure. So, like, um, you know, I talk about like just feeling like you're you're reverting through like something personal or something like mental happens, and mm-hmm. you just feel like you're falling back so my my first is toby Maguire's spider-man so okay. it was in spider-man 2 where like he lost his spider powers okay he like li- he like jumped off a building he can shoot like <laughs> webs out of his his wrist i like his like go spider web go <laughs> exactly exactly so like everything was going crazy in his head and he was just like i can't be spider-man anymore because mm-hmm. like he was all in his head if he would just take a step back maybe meditate things would have been fine so uh, that that's kind of like how i feel i feel like i have all these these spider powers now you're, you're toby mcguire spider-man i'd I like to think that i'm tom holland spider-man but toby mcguire's age okay we're about the same age he's like 40 now now so back then <laughs> okay so back then we were the same age uh, okay see you guys did not see the look I had on my face. It was like this look of consternation. I'm like, what? <laughs> Anyways, continue. So, so, so yeah. So, like, um, it, and if, if you remember what happened, he finally, like, it's like Stella got her groove back. Like, <laughs> Spider-Man got his groove back True. when he started, like, you know, focusing on, like, what really, really matters, you know? It, it's saving people. It's mm-hmm. being, um, being the hero, you know? It's taking on that great responsibility right. and not letting it, you know, 
uh, drag you down, it helps bring him up. So he got his like spider powers back. So my obscure one. That oh, was, we're okay. We're I, not I, switching. Fine, go. go. Oh no 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 go no, go, go for you. No, no 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 you no, have no. an you have a super obscure one. That's not super obscure. So Power Rangers. Who watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Go, go, Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. Uh, oh, my God. I love that show. I think that's like the first nerd crush I had was on Tommy the Green Ranger. Ugh. So oh, preach. So, yes. And he was a real martial artist. Like, mm, all of that. Anyways, so that's actually one of the characters I always think back on as someone who struggles with a past and reverting back was Tommy the Green Ranger. That's perfect. When actually. he was right when he was first introduced because he was not part of of the original, you know, Skittles of Power Rangers. Um, he was brought in in that season, um, and he was the Green Ranger. But he was controlled by Rita Repulsa, right? So he was a bad guy. If you haven't seen Power Rangers, I'm not giving you a fucking spoiler alert, all right? <laughs> Go watch This it. is from the 90s. It's not my fault, okay? And so he was a bad guy. And then he, you know, tried to kill the Power Rangers, and I think he took... Kim hostage at some point, and then the Red Ranger was trapped on the moon. Like it, it, he was a bad guy. He was. He was a bad guy, and I think he was only supposed to be in that season. Um, but then they continued him on as part of the Ranger team. Oh, right? because he was a badass. Oh, because he was. He was a fan favorite, and then later on became the leader of the Power Rangers. Then became the White Ranger. Then he was the Red Ranger. Then he was the Black Ranger. And then he was an MMA fighter and got knocked unconscious. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, I do. So anyways, so Tommy Oliver, the character, struggled with reverting back in those first few seasons um, with Rita, right? Because he always had this fear of becoming evil again, of becoming controlled by Rita because he had that darkness in him. <sighs> I'm going to blow your mind. Okay, go ahead. He was the Winter Soldier. He was not the Winter Soldier. Think about it. Yes, he could be the Winter Soldier. He could be. Okay, yes. He was controlled. He was brainwashed by magic. Okay, fine. He had a metal but, arm. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Only Winter Soldier had a metal arm. He had his little dagger. He, oh, he had the da, dagger da, ocarina da, thing? Da, da, da. Yeah. <laughs> and he called up his dragon sword. Anyways, so that's one of my characters when I think back is someone who's struggling. And not only that, if you think about the time period, these are adolescents, teenagers in high school, they're playing. Um, so they're not only struggling with this, you know, movement towards adulthood they're also going through this um struggle with you know relationships and secret identities and becoming an adult becoming an adult like all this that's coming up and then tommy on top of that is also having the external conflict external slash internal conflict of reverting to being evil Right. right so that's one of my characters i'm like with the reverting but then again he ends up defeating that that becomes one of his character arcs he becomes stronger for it and becomes a leader of the Power Rangers right. and also the ranger who wore the most colors. That's <laughs> He was a rainbow ranger. He was a rainbow ranger. It, which is awesome because like he he almost used like him being evil as like motivation to be so much better. Yes. Which is beautiful. Yes. That's awesome. My, my I kind of have like a, a I don't know, my, my obscure guy is mm-hmm. Speedy Red Arrow. I, had, I was like, I don't know. His nickname is his nickname Speedy. Oh, like I was the, thinking Speedy Gonzalez. No, like I was back, like, whoa, did we change? If I, if I, yeah. <laughs> so uh, b- back in the day, in like in the old school comics, Green Arrow had a sidekick, Speedy. And then he, yeah, I know. It was really weird. He had like the, um, uh, uh, oh, <gasps> the little Robin Hood. The Robin Hood oh, hat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Were, like, Wait, I have seen that. Okay. I and like the, the, the weird slip on like cloth shoes. Yeah. And, like they look like Hermes. Yes. Like, yes like I know Hermes. who this is. Okay. Go ahead. So, so Speedy was, um, uh, uh, I guess like his sidekick. And mm-hmm. then he was like Red Arrow, Red Arrow sidekick. 
So Red Arrow, um, it's like this whole weird story arc in Young Justice where <laughs> he might be like a clone. He was taken over by the lights. Okay. And like he had like his, he, like, like he technically died. Right. Okay. And then he came back and like he was like brainwashed. Why does this sound like one of the Robins? It, right. It's yeah. a lot like that. So like he came, and he was brainwashed and did like a bunch of bad stuff. So then like he like got past that. But then he's always worrying that he's going to go back to that. And it kind of ruined his life. I feel like this is Jason Todd, but with, a it, like, within a Robin Hood costume. Yeah. Like dude, with a, literally, it's, it's, it's a, a Robin like in a Todd. Robin Hood. It's a, <laughs> that's great. It's a lot like the, the Jason Todd thing, except okay. he's not murdered by the Joker. Right. Right. OK. Um, And then he doesn't come back as a Red Hood. He comes back as Red, Red Arrow. Arrow. Well, he actually so like, hey, DC, stop being lazy. <laughs> stop stop rehashing characters with different names and same arcs um so like he becomes like a good dude but he's always worried about being bad so like when he finally figures out oh i'm gonna be a good dude he turned into the character arsenal okay because arsenal had like a fake bucky winter soldier arm i'm trying to keep marvel out guys but can't it do just it can't do can't, it it can't stop won't stop okay. we're like a godfather just when we think we're out we pull him back in um, and so, like, he's an arsenal because he has, like, an arsenal of weapons in this arm. Okay. But he ends up, like, everything that he does is to kind of make up for him being evil and to find the people who actually, like, I'm not going to go, like, get revenge on people. For right. I would hope not. <laughs> but it's the fact that, like, he's so steadfast in being. His mission. Yeah. In his mission of never going back and doing those things that he did mm -hmm. and just moving forward. And anytime, like, he has, like, a little hiccup, like, it's really, it's it's almost devastating. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh, am I going to become evil again? Right. Do I have to go murder a bunch of people again? Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I feel bad. Damn. <laughs> I, I like our consequences. Oh, we're just going to be depressed today. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, oh, man. I'm just going to stay in the room and not write. Yeah. And, and just pretend that everything is okay, okay, as opposed to go out and murder people. Yeah, that's a good goal to have. Again. Good perspective, y'all. Perspective. Exactly. That's what life is. Life's right. all about perspective. So as, like, you know, if, if we feel like things aren't going very well, Look around. There's the option. There's the, <laughs> and again, if you don't focus in on all this negative stuff, negativity breeds negativity. We could agree on that, right? Yeah. Like if you stay positive, you stay in like in a good place. Amazing things happen. Perfect segue to my other character that mm. I was talking about, where negativity breeds negativity. Well, the negativity I'm bringing you is the One Ring, right? <laughs> There's nothing the, more negative. No, than that. right? And what is the One Ring do? It corrupts, right? So the character I so. I was trying to figure out, okay, what character gets tempted and is scared of reverting and falling under the the spell of the ring? I was like, okay, Frodo, but Frodo does succumb. So I was like, I don't want to use Frodo. And then I was like, Boromir does as well, and he, he dies. So who's a great example is Aragorn, right? Aragorn was the last of the line of the kings, right? He was raised by Elrond um, in Rivendell, named Estelle. He was hidden there to keep uh, any enemies from killing the last line of the kings from Numenor. And you're looking at me. Stop it. I, I, stop I it. Am. Stop it. So when um, he was told of his identity in his early adulthood, he was like fell in love with Arwen and told Elrond like he wanted to marry her, which is kind of weird because she was kind of a sister, but she grew up in Lothlorien. So whatever. Or in Lorien. Whatever. Um, so it was revealed to him that he was uh, Aragorn instead of Estelle and that he was the next king of Gondor. He was the heir. And so he was given this miss mission, blah, blah, blah. Aragorn decided, to, well, he went to the Rangers, right? And then decided to remain a ranger in uh, one of the Dunedain instead of going to Gondor and saying, hi, everyone, I'm back, I'm alive, like, give me my kingdom, right? 
So, Fellowship of the Ring comes. Okay, and I'm gonna stick mostly. I, I have my hand to his head, telling him to shut up because he wants to laugh so much oh at God. how much I know. Stop. This is so deep. <sighs> Anyways, so we're we're gonna use the movie Peter Jackson's movies. Okay, so when he is there, he you know feels that he needs to go uh, be part of the Fellowship of the Ring, and he's sent off. You see the ring kind of tempt everyone, right? You see it re- immediately with Boromir, oh, right? Yeah. It, it immediately him, um, at the council, so yeah, at the Council of Elrond, right? Because men are weak. That is, Ara- hey, hey, that's hey, hey, what. Hey. Yes, I resemble that comment. Yes, you do. <laughs> so Aragorn has grown up with the failure of a seal door, which is his his dad, right? No, no, no. A seal door is his ancestor way back oh, okay. when. Um, a seal, oh yeah. yeah, the one that like kept the ring. He's like, nope, I think yep. I'm gonna hang on to this because his father is the one who you know wrangled all the armies they made the uh, pact and they had uh, the last alliance so they went and uh, confronted Sauron um, Isildur picked up his father's sword and sliced the ring off of Sauron right is, you know Aragorn took him or not Aragorn um, Elrond took Isildur into Mount Doom and said as famously as we know Hugo Weaving says it cast it into the fire and then Isildur <laughs> says no destroy it like you know it doesn't happen so that's when the weakness of men happened is they were seduced by the ring of a sealed door so aragorn grew up with this grew up with this uh tale of what a sealed door did how men the strength of men failed right and he didn't want to be that he didn't want to have anything to do with it so during their journey you know he's there trying to protect frodo and protect the hobbits and then we have the scene where Frodo is telling Aragorn he will give him the ring. Right, like, right. He he right. was like, you know, I, I can't do it. I'm just this little tiny hobbit. Yeah. You're a big, strong man. Yeah, this is in Fellowship of the Help Ring, the me. first movie. First movie. And you have this beautiful scene. Uh, Peter Jackson did a great job where Aragorn is literally listening to these seductive tones of the one ring. And he makes a decision not to to take the ring from Frodo. He even tells Frodo he would have walked into the fires of Mount Doom with him to the end, right? But he did not fall into temptation and he sent Frodo off on his own because he knew if he stayed with Frodo, he would have he could have been tempted to take the ring and fulfill his 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 family's history right. of failing. Uh so his fear the entire time. So one of Aragorn's um character arcs is fear and overcoming that fear of failure, of weakness, of temptation. And Arwen says in the movie something along the lines, um, you are a sealed door's heir, not a sealed door himself. Right. Right. So she's trying to tell him like, though their wrongs, their weaknesses, their issues are not yours. Right. Right. Yeah. You could be your own person. Yeah. So what I love is like, he struggles with that the entire series, the entire books, the entire movies to become a stronger character at the end as a king accepting responsibility where he could fail right. could succeed in order to create a better world than there is yeah i just love how you know frodo's like handing him the ring and then like it was such a powerful moment and like it took so much yeah. for him just to like close, deny it yeah to close frodo's hand he's like no you, you you take this and and we have to agree that a lot of that character magic came from Viggo Mortensen's acting. Yeah, like, Viggo Mortensen's amazing. We talked about him last time, but Jesus, oh, <laughs> amazing, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, because of Boromir, mm-hmm. yeah, he turned into, turn into like Bitchamir. Oh, it's the worst. 
But I also was like, it's Sean Bean. He has to die. He does. <laughs> he does. But that it, that might be my favorite scene yes. in the movie where where he realizes, like, you know, when he, like, kind of attacked Frodo. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he, he starts crying yeah. a little bit. Where, like, he just felt, like, horrible. And then he had maybe the greatest death. Yes, I agree. The greatest redemptive like death what it was it absolutely redeemed him because he he knew what he did was wrong yes and he he gave his life to help frodo he's also a knight giving yeah and he's also a knight if you think about it part of the code of chivalry usually coming from arthurian legend which is where a lot of their yeah that just happened shut up um (laughs) a lot of the characters uh because tolkien was writing lord of the rings as like a history or a folklore of England, of Britain. Mm. And so you can see these acts of chivalry where he acted unchivalrous. He broke his code, right? right? By um, trying to harm a defenseless person or someone um, needing of help. He wasn't merciful. He wasn't kind. No. So what did he do? He went to try and save the hobbits, right? right? Mary and Pippin were being taken by the Urukai. So he went out in a blaze of glory. He really did. And then not only did that happen, when Aragorn found him, he completely had oh. a character growth there where he called him, I would, uh, something, my captain. Um, my king. No, yeah, but there's something else. My brother, like something, my brother, my captain, my king. Like yeah. literally, he just acknowledged everything that Aragorn was that he was denying fiercely oh. before. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, I'm almost misty eyed. That was such a good, like, man moment. I know. I cried. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> on so, that note, so on 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 that strangely emotional nerd note, uh, <laughs> there is redemptive arcs in all of us. Th- there Anytime is. we have that little bitty setback, because in reality we're we're making such strides in recovery that these setbacks we kind of need them um, to grow even further. Right? How do you know something's amazing unless you deal with something that's not amazing? Yeah. You know, like it, it's it's the it's the contrast. So, yeah. and if you're feeling terrible, don't. If you're beating yourself up, don't. Because how how often do you really celebrate how awesome you are? You know, maybe you should. If you're gonna beat yourself up for not doing something that you think you should be doing, or kind of feeling like you revert, celebrate every amazing thing that you do, every step that you take forward. Yeah, don't wait for an urukai to shoot you with like five arrows. Yeah, don't do those are some thick arrows too. Yeah, they and like getting shot at point blank. Come on. And how many of us have an Aragorn and a Legolas just waiting on the wings? Like, really? I don't know about you. I have like five. Man, I I was going to say this. There was a moment where I was like, I need to, because I, I'm knife trained. I was like, oh I want to learn those knives that Legolas had. I was like, I want those so bad. Please don't stab me. If anyone knows anywhere I can learn knife training like that, ugh, please let me know. Please go watch Lord of the Rings and see what I'm talking about. Also, please, please don't stab me. I won't. I don't fear you with. I fear you without weapons. I know. I'm a grown man. I know. You're a tiny little woman. I know. <laughs> so. So on that note, on, 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 please, on that note. please share your stories with us. Someone just sent me a story on Instagram, and I'm going to be responding to them. Um, Ray, if you're listening, I'm going to be responding. Um, we would love to hear your stories. Absolutely. So we're um, we're getting the the Uso Rocks um, page going. We have a Uso Rocks discussion group with uh, survivors. We've got a couple of members so far um, on Facebook. You can follow me at Joe So Rocks. Um, I'll be posting your stories really, really soon. I have a bunch of beautiful stories from from survivors. You know, uh, uh, this one dude Benjamin. I've got the Stromies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- there's there's so, this uh, uh, girl Jamie. Like a bunch of uh, amazing stories. Keep sending them in. You're inspiring me, and you're going to be inspiring others. 
Make sure to follow us on at, you know, at the Neuro Nerds on everything. Um, you can follow Joe, Joe So Rocks on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I am Lauren L. Manzano on uh, Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm like, I don't check it. But you can ch- follow me at TankBBG and t- try to figure out what that stands for. Again, we're going to have a contest because I don't think any of you will get it. I'm, I'm going to get it. All right. It's going to be really obscure and probably dirty, but I'm going to get it. It's not dirty. <laughs> so the Neuro Nerds, we're here to help. We are. We're always here to help. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, we're building our community and we we definitely want to hear your stories and, and we want to help you guys along just like you guys are helping us along. So the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Neuro Nerds out. out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.